Mic check. Peas and carrots, peas and carrots. Persephone. Hi, I'm Ashley Daigle, and this is Advice from the Cherbrarian. Never heard that word before? Well, that's because I smushed two words together, because I felt like it. This week, we're going to do what we always do. Mix a dollop of advice to improve your life, born from a few of my successes and a boatload of my mistakes, with the book recommendation of the week, unearthed by my voracious love of reading, from self-help to historical fiction and everything in between. As always, follow wherever you pod and join the Cheerbrary on Instagram or Facebook by following me at the at Cheerbrarian handle. Now, let's do this thing. Now, I know I just said, let's do this thing, but before we do this thing, there is something else I need to do because I need to shout out some significant thanks. First of all, thank you to you. Yes, you. Yeah, I'm talking to you specifically. You only right now. Thank you for joining me on episode two. I wanted to kick this off with like a standing ovation, but then logistically it's complicated because I'm in the chair, there's like a desk, like a whole thing. So instead, I'm going to awkwardly hold the microphone and the crook of my elbow and applaud. Yay! Woohoohoo! You rock! Okay. Yeah. Thank you for joining me, whether you're in the car or in your house or walking outside or cozy and cuddly in your pajamas. I am so glad that you're here. And maybe you found me randomly and that's awesome. Or maybe you're here because I texted you and you felt like listening was like the only way to get me off your back. But I'm, I'm glad you're here and I'm so excited. Um, and I need to give a very special specific thank you to my friend and amazing graphic designer, Casey Muller, for designing the advice from the Cheerburian logo because it's beautiful and I'm obsessed with it and I can't stop looking at it which is good because I see it all the time as I'm managing all these things. So now we can move in to our regularly scheduled programming. So what are we doing today? Well, me starting with some thank yous was apropos because we're gonna talk a little bit about gratitude and a lot about resolutions, but enough of me talking about what I'm gonna talk about. Let's get into it. So for today's unsolicited advice, we are going to be doing a resolution redo where we look at New Year's resolutions and maybe think about them in a new way and maybe change the ones you have. Now, I know what you might be thinking. It's like mid to late February, ma'am, or February, if you're like that person. And why should I be talking about this? Like, it's already New Year. We've moved along. Well, listen. I think there are three options for what could be happening with you and New Year's resolutions right now. Option one, you made some resolutions. They're going great. Well, then today is the perfect time to think about it because you can think about how well it's going for you and give yourself a little pat on the back. So that's good. Okay. Number two option would be you made some resolutions and they are going terribly. You have thrown them in the trash can. You aren't going to the gym anymore. You aren't doing whatever you had a grand plan to do and you're mad at yourself about it and you're maybe kicking your butt about it. Well, that's no good, friend. So we're going to get rid of that and try something new. And the third option is that you didn't set resolutions. You weren't into it. You didn't have any ideas. It's not your jam. That's fine. Maybe today will be your jam or your Nutella, whatever you like to put on toast. So 
<clears throat> what am I doing with resolutions? So I need to take you in the Wayback Machine to 2019. What I used to do was I have this board up on the wall and I can see it it's still up there. And it says on it with little stickers, say yes to nope. Okay. And nope is spelled K-N-O-P-E for Leslie Nope, aka Amy Poehler's character on Parks and Recreation, who is like, you know, goals for me. On my best day, I'm like a fraction of what I think Leslie Nope is with her energy and her can-do attitude and her like love of her friends. Like that's something I strive for. So I made this cute little board that was my yes to no board and I has, has little clothespins on it and I would write on little things of paper in the new year what I wanted to do. And this could be like, I wanted to like, you know, use four of my cookbooks or go to X restaurant or try to do this many setups or watch whatever TV show. Like it was, it was a vast list of things, but it's centered on doing a bunch of stuff and making sure in 20 whatever year, I guess 2019, I said in 2019, there were things I was going to do. And I did some of that in 2019. <clears throat> and then in 2020, I was like, oh, well, I can't actually leave the house or do stuff. And this just seems um, a little depressing. So I didn't redo it then. And I haven't since because it seems like too much. I'm tired. And the thought of making a big list of things I want to try to do with this year or the year before, or probably next year, it's just not my vibe. It's not how I want to be anymore. But I didn't like that I didn't have any sort of framing for the new year. I wanted something to sort of guide me and think about. So what I came up with to do this year is instead of doing the most, like my girl Leslie Nope and like a former Ashley Dangle, I wanted to do less. Like what was something I could have less of, which I was like, oh, less. That sounds very attractive. And what I came up with, my thing for 2024, is to have less of the S word. And if you're my mother and you're listening to this podcast, I'm not about to say a swear word. So calm down. Um, the S word in this case is the word should or supposed to. So I have decided I spend entirely too much time worrying about if what I'm doing is the right thing to do. And I don't mean in like an ethical compass sort of way. I mean on a Sunday afternoon when the people in my house are doing their own thing and I'm just trying to figure out what to do, I will become incapacitated and just look at social media on my phone because I'm like, well, should I be meal prepping? Should I be going for a walk? Should I be reading a book? Should I be something else? Um, guess what? It's your life. And there's not always an answer to what you're supposed to be doing or what you should be doing. So like, just do something. Um, here's another real example. This is for real world. I was at my house by myself and I was going to make a grilled cheese sandwich because grilled cheese sandwich is amazing. Sandwich is like my favorite. If you're going to be in an island, one thing to eat sandwiches. Sandwich. Am I saying it right? I get made fun of because some people say I say sandwich sandwich regional dialects okay anyway at my house making a grilled cheese and i'm like oh i want to put arugula on the grilled cheese and then i go yeah but are you supposed to put arugula on a grilled cheese and then i'm halfway through googling to find out if arugula is something you are supposed to put on a grilled cheese sandwich as if the grilled cheese sandwich 
I don't know, certification committee is going to show up my house and be like, ma'am, you can't put arugula on that. Mm -mm." And they're going to like give me like a frowny face sticker. Like what in the actual heck? So clearly this is an area of focus for me. And I'm not calling it a goal because goals to me can be too binary and it gives my perfectionism too much of an opportunity to call myself a failure or a winner if I don't do it perfectly. So my aim, because an aim is something that is just like something you're working toward. It's in the atmosphere, but it's not as binary. My aim is to have less of should. So that is going Okay, I would say. I'm not going to look at you and be like, well, yes, I've already eradicated the words should and supposed to, and now I'm going to move on to another aim. Um, absolutely not. But having this as my aim for the year means, you know, when I think those words or say those words, I'm just a little bit more aware of it. And it gives me an opportunity to decide if I really want to be that way in the moment or if I want to go in another direction. Now, I couldn't just leave it with something less. I needed to pick something more because, well, I'm kind of the most as a person. So I was like, all right, what do I want more of to contrast it? And what I want more of in this year is mindfulness, which is book pun intended, bookended, I believe, with the concept of less supposed to because mindfulness is internal, right? It's focusing on how you are on the inside, what you need on the inside, you. Whereas the should and the supposed to is external. That's me worrying about judgment from other places and what the world or whoever thinks I am supposed to be doing. So by trying to have more mindfulness, it helps me to have less of the supposed to. So I encourage you to maybe think about this for yourself. So is there something you want more of, something you want less of, and have those two things be your aim for the new year. Now, maybe this doesn't resonate with you, or you want something like with a little bit more zigga-zigga, a little bit more uh, fun. So I have five fun resolutions you can make for the new year, because the resolutions, they don't all have to be like eat less, go to the gym more, like they don't have to be a slog. You can do a fun one because you're your own person. You're an adult probably if you're listening to this podcast. So do whatever you want. So number one that I saw on the internet, somebody said their resolution was to over the course of the year, try 20 new kinds of pasta. I mean, why not? There's a lot of pasta out there. I would say for me, if it's food related, I would go into maybe 20 new kinds of cheese because cheese is amazing. But maybe, maybe, you know, pasta cheese, meh. So you could go to the grocery store once a week, once a month and buy one new item that you've never had before. Maybe something that's not really in English and you're not quite sure what it is. We have done that and it has had great results. Not that it always like tastes good, but it's fun to try something new. So number one, fun with food. Number two, revisit a childhood hobby. Make 2024 the year that you buy some sidewalk chalk or that you get a jigsaw puzzle or maybe you get some Legos because here's the thing. Legos are for everyone. There is right now on this earth a Lego set of the house in Hocus Pocus, okay? Now, I don't want to spend the money on it right now and I don't necessarily have the space for it, 
But someday, the Sanderson sisters, oh, they will be mine. And that would bring me so much joy. So third idea, this is going to get into wordiness. Shocker. We're talking about books on this podcast too. Pick a word, get like a word of the day or whatever, app, book, calendar, pick a word once a week, once a month, some new crazy word, some cuckoo word that you've never used before and use it. And if you really want to get silly with it, try using it completely incorrectly and see if anyone corrects you, like make your own fun. Okay. Um, the next idea I have is to come up with a special handshake for a family member or a friend. And you do it each time you see each other, or maybe you FaceTime. If you need inspiration, there's an amazing episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine where Captain Holt punishes Jake by making handshakes with everyone that isn't him. So that'd be a good place for some advice. And my last fun resolution idea is to send more snail mail in 2024. Because raise your hand if you would like mail that is not a bill or something sent to occupant or something that you just end up recycling. Now, I can't see you, but I'm pretty sure your hand is raised because snail mail is fun and it's fun to be the recipient and it is fun to be the sender. So like go get like, they have like $2 cards sometimes at like Walgreens or whatever that are blank on the inside for birthdays or random things. Buy a stack of them, send them out, leave one. Here's one, here's a meta idea. Get a card for your postal worker. Mm, there you go. That would put a smile on their face. So we're going to be wrapping up this advice segment. And so what I want you to remember is to embrace both less and more in 2024. <laughs> that rhymed. That was fun. Okay. So in today's unrequired reading, I'm going to tie in something that is going to be helpful in the uh, resolution area that we were just discussing, because I want you to remember something with a resolution, especially in a post-pandemic world, do not bite off more than you can chew. Okay. Take a tiny bite. When I say tiny bite, get like a crumb, like, you know, those nature Valley bars that like the minute you touch it, it like falls into a bajillion pieces. Have your resolution be a tiny nature Valley crumb of something you're going to try. So in the essence of that, and in the essence of less, I'm not even going to ask you to put any reading on your plate this week, because this time I have a journal idea that you can take or you can leave it. And yeah, it's only the second episode of this podcast where I recommend books. And the book I'm recommending isn't even one you read. It's just a little journal which I guess is breaking the rules. But guess what? I'm the captain now because this is my podcast. So there are no rules unless I make them and then I get to break them, which honestly, it's pretty fun. It's pretty great. Okay. So the book, it is called Two Minute Mornings, a journal to win your day every day. Here is one copy of it. Here is another copy of it. And here is a third copy of it because I have three. I have been doing this little journal practice and I'm not, I was not a big journaler. I had some diaries in high school, junior high, which are actually on a shelf over there, which I don't think we will ever talk about again. But I've been doing this little journal practice since 2022. And it has really given me a way to sort of center myself and 
have a way to sort of collect my thoughts and frame my day. And I have really enjoyed it. I will say, small caveat, the subtitle of it, the like win the day every day. I don't love that language. That kind of makes me arch my eyebrow a little bit because like, that just sounds tiresome. Like I'm not trying to win the day. I'm trying to like be in the day or like survive the day or like have a day that I could say is mostly good, which would be wordy for a book title. Um, But the concept of it, what's on the inside, like most books, uh, is what counts. So there are three things to fill out for each page. You put the date, okay, four. You put the date if you want. Then you say, I will let go of, and then there is a blank. So hey, this is one from, this is uh, September of uh, 22. Here's what I had, you ready? It says, I will let go of, and I said, frustration over not meeting unclear expectations that I set for myself. So for me, the letting go of part is like, what is something that isn't serving me, that's maybe bothering me that I want to not do? Um, then there's a, I will focus on at the bottom. And there are three things that you're going to focus on for the day. Cause it is easy to overwhelm yourself with a massive to-do list and then judge yourself. Like if you do 19 of the 20 things, you're like, Oh, I didn't do the 20th. Well, guess what? If you have three things on the to-do list, then that's just easier to manage. Right? So again, and I just randomly opened it to this. Let me just say, here were the three things I was focusing on, on September 25th of 2022. I said, living today, not planning tomorrow. That was number one. Number two said reading. And number three said hydration. So like none of that was like, you know, anything earth shattering, but giving myself just those three things helps settle your brain. And then in the middle of the page, there's a box that says, I am grateful for. And so I like to wait and I do the grateful for part right before bed because studies have shown having a regular gratitude practice and actually ending your day with gratitude can greatly impact your health and your happiness and like your mental attitude. So that is how I choose to do it. So let's see, what was I grateful for in this day? It says, number one, rational combos with my hubby. Okay. Number two, my new meditation app. Oh, that's fun. 10% help, uh, happier. That's great. Okay. And number three, I said an ambling-ish day, not lost in my phone. That's what I was uh, grateful for at the end of that day. So you can get it. They're like 15 bucks and I love them. And like I said, when it says two minutes, it really does take only two minutes. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about where this book came from. Neil Patricia is the author of the Thousand Awesome Things blog. And back in 2008, he was having a really tough time in his life. Um, his wife had just said she wanted a divorce and a good friend of his had committed suicide. And so he was trying to find a way to lift his own spirits. So he started a blog and he was going to write a thousand awesome things, one every day on this blog. And they were simple things. So like, you know, the smell of freshly baked bread or when they open a new line in the supermarket and you get to be first in that line, even though you were last in the other line. And that, you know, that's what he did. And it has become, he is now a, you know, author of several books. He's an entrepreneur. He's a sought after guest speaker. But like at a low point in his life, he did this thing that then has become sort of like his purpose for being. Um, if you want to know more, he's got this amazing TED talk that he did in 2011 called The Three A's of Awesome, where he talks about his story and getting into, um, you know, why he did the blog. And uh, spoiler, 
the three A's are attitude, awareness, and authenticity. And I know that because I've seen it a bajillion times. And if you went to Centenary College back in like 2016 or a little before, I put that information into your orientation program. So it should sound familiar. So you're welcome because I think that TED Talk is really great. It's like 16 minutes, shorter than today's podcast, in fact. Speaking of podcast, we're going to be wrapping it up soon. So give that journal a try or a similar practice. If you don't want that, I mean, you could get out a piece of paper and do the things I just said. Try it for a week. See if it resonates with you before you go and buy this book. Because, you know, is it going to work for you? I don't know. But the only way you know if this journal or the resolutions or anything will work for you is giving it a try. So that is just about all I have for you today. And I love a little recap because life is busy and I want you to have at least one nugget of wisdom to take with you. So what the heck did we do today? Well, the unsolicited advice of this episode was a resolution redo and how maybe with resolutions, less is more. So I want you to think about what you want less of and what you want more of in the new year. In Unrequired Reading, I recommended Neil Patricia's two-minute morning journal to start and end your day. And if you're wondering, gosh, Ashley, I just, I wish there was a place where I could see the resource links so that I could like find this journal and like maybe read about Neil because he seems so cool. Well, look no further than the show notes where I will be putting such things. I will also start posting them on my Facebook and my Instagram pages. So check it out. Now go on, get out of here, stretch your legs, drink more water. Okay, bye. If you liked what you heard today, please tell two other human beings you know about it. And please, pretty please, remember to follow Advice from the Cherubrarian in all of your favorite podcast places and visit us on our social media pages. Bye.